Happy Tuesday. Today is February the 8th. I am Pastor David, and this is Renew version 2.0. Let's get started. Welcome in, something new, gather around. This is Renew 22 version 2.0. So it's not because I wanted to put together more video resources or audio resources, but simply because after talking with some of you, hearing from some of you, and just listening to the way that you guys use various resources that are out there, we've decided to offer this video as well as its companion audio resource each Tuesday and Thursday. Again, the whole point of this is for your good. We want this whole Renew thing to be something that you can use because the whole vision is, is that together we will seek daily renewal through God's voice, God's ear, God's people, and God's mission. Now, before we dive into that today, I want to let you know, in case you're new to this, that some of the uh, practice of this, some of the vision behind this comes from this wonderful resource from David Mathis called Habits of Grace. And so we've built upon and expanded upon that to get to those four pathways, right? That we rejoice that we get to hear God's voice, we get to have God's ear, we belong to his people, in this case that is the church, and then that we get to join in his mission, taking the gospel from our neighborhoods to the ends of the earth. So some of the foundation for those four rest and is expanded upon, as you can see, in this book, which is a wonderful book. I highly recommend it for all of you. Habits of Grace by David Mathis, but we've expanded upon it. We are applying it to our particular context, our particular local church family, to make up this Renew in 22. So let's go ahead and get started with our first pathway that we rejoice that we get to hear God's voice. As we seek to renew each day through these four, we might call them spiritual disciplines, habits of holiness, habits of grace, again, we start with hearing God's voice. Now, from the get-go this year, our plan has been to spend a year with what we might say a year with the good doctor, a year with Luke, right? So Luke wrote 52 chapters in the New Testament. There are 52 weeks this year, so it just seemed you know, like a match made in heaven, that we would walk through Luke and Acts together uh, one chapter per week this year. Then we had uh, some various things come up in January, some bad weather. We had to go virtual for a couple weeks, and I know some of it got lost in the mix. So if you're staying on track, we would be in Luke chapter 6 this week, but we were in Luke chapter 4 this past Sunday for the second consecutive Sunday. And so let's just take a step back and let me talk to you about two approaches to reading God's Word, right? So I'm just going to start with that we should read God's Word, right? We're just going to start with that presupposition we should read God's Word. I'm going to assume that you have a desire to read God's Word. And so what I want to do very briefly uh, in this uh, video audio today is just give you some uh, helpful uh, tools, some things to think about to get started with that. So there's two approaches. Uh, both are good. One is a text-based approach, and that is basically what we had planned to do this year, right? So we're going to read through Luke. We're going to read through Acts. So we're going to read a chapter a week. You start with the text. You say, hey, I'm going to read 
this many verses. I'm going to read this chapter or this many chapters each day. So that's one approach. Another approach is what we might call a time approach. And so rather than saying, hey, I want to read you know, a specific number of verses or a specific number of chapters today, you say, I want to read for a specific amount of time today. Now, both approaches are really great. I was talking to somebody this past weekend who said that they recently shifted from the text approach to the time approach, and they were shocked at how much of God's word they were actually able to read in one sitting. So now I would encourage you, as you begin to build in this habit of holiness, this habit of grace, reading God's word each day, let me just encourage you, take one of the two approaches. Both are are great. Both are good. Both are so much better than doing nothing. So take a text approach, take a time approach, just take God's word. Okay, and once you have decided upon that, let me give you five suggestions to get started. Because if you're like me, sometimes your aspiration does not always match the reality. So you may have a desire, you may have a hope, you want to read a specific amount, but your aspiration does not match the reality. So let me just give you five quick suggestions. First, aim small. Aim small, right? You don't have to read the whole Bible in one sitting. You don't have to read the whole Bible in one week. If you have never uh, instituted in your life, in your family pattern, a consistent time in God's word, aim small, right? Like that Patriot uh, movie uh, with Mel Gibson back, uh, you know, 20, 20 something years ago, right? Aim small, miss small, right? So don't try to build Rome in a day, uh, right? Just start small. And then second, plan to build. So if you aim small, then plan to build. So this is, uh, let's take the time approach. Say today, you say, you know what? I'm going to read two minutes of the Bible each day this week. Now, you might be saying, hey, listen, I can read more than two minutes. Let's just assume you're, you're out there and you've never done it before. Just start with two minutes and then aim small, two minutes a day, but then plan to build. Say, hey, you know what? For, for the month of February, I'm going to do two months a day. When we get to March, I'm going to go up to four minutes a day or five minutes a day, right? So plan to build. Aim small, start small, then plan to build. Third, use a Bible, right? So I'm talking about one of these, right, with pages, right? I love tablets. I mentioned that before. I, I have those things, right? I have the iPad, the Kindle, the Nook. I've got too many tablets in my life, right? But I encourage you, use a, a Bible, right? Use one of these so that you fill the pages in your hand. You see that it, it's connected to, to text that comes before it. It's connected to text that comes after it. So use one of these and use one that you will read, right? So I, in these videos to come, I will talk about various translations for you, right? My recommended translation is the one that you will read and the one that you can understand. So use one of these. Fourth, pray before you read, right? Just don't dive into the text. Pray, right? Say, God, speak to me now through your word. God, may I not be merely a hearer of the word, but God, help me to give me ears to hear. Give me eyes to see, uh, what you are saying. Repeat what Jesus uh, quoted from Deuteronomy. We do not live by bread alone. We live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so we might say, God, speak to me now through your word. Pray before you read. And fifth, li listen before you look. Listen before you look. So my encouragement would be every Monday, right, when you know, all right, so this is what I'm going to read this week. I would encourage you to listen to the text. There are a lot of great resources out there, 
that you can use to listen to the text, right? So on my phone, uh, I have the ESV Bible app and I can read the text, but I can also listen to it. I've already mentioned, I always read the text in one of these, right? Sometimes called a codex, right? In one of these. Uh, but I often listen to the text through the app. There are websites that will do that. Um, and so I encourage you, listen before you look. Allow yourself to hear God's word and then dive into reading it. So the five, again, aim small, plan to build, use a Bible, pray before you read, and listen before you look. So take a text approach, take a time approach, but whatever you do, hear God's voice through his word. Okay, so next on our pathway, on our habits of holiness, habits of grace, after we have heard God's voice, we rejoice that we have God's ear. We have God's ear in prayer that when we call to him on the basis of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living in us, God hears our prayers and we rejoice in that. And so we have a theme for each day of the week. So Mondays are magnified Mondays. We're praying for God to be magnified in our lives as individuals, in our families, uh, in our church family, and even in our community, our places of work, uh, our schools, uh, our neighborhoods, and to the very ends of the earth. Tuesdays, like today, we're praying for transformation. Uh, as we pray that we would be renewed in 22, as we're praying for daily renewal in our lives as individuals and in our families and our church family, and praying for an awakening around us, also pray for transformation. Right, Rejoice in the transformation that God has already worked in your life. Rejoice in the transformation you've seen in those around you. Pray for more. Remember the goal of the Christian life is that we would be transformed. In fact, that we would be conformed to the image of Christ. This is what the Apostle Paul says, is that we would be, God's plan is for us to be conformed to the image of Christ. So make that your prayer today. Now, because the next of these resources is not coming out until Thursday, Wednesdays are for the workplace. So Mondays are Magnified Mondays. Tuesdays are Transformation Tuesdays. Wednesdays are Workplace Wednesdays. So pray for your place of work. Pray for what you do, that God would be exalted. The Bible says whatever we do, we should do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So pray for your work. Pray for your co-workers. Ask the Lord to bless them and keep them and make his face to shine upon them. Pray for your business or your place of work as a whole. Pray that God would bless that. Uh, pray for, if you're students, pray for your teachers. Pray for your classmates. Pray for your school. If you're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad or you're in between jobs, pray for God uh, to work in your life. So if you're a homemaker, pray for the Lord to bless you in what you do today in your home. Right, Pray for God to bless you in that capacity. If you're retired, ask that God would, would bless you. If you're retired from a specific company, ask God to bless that company. Bless those who formerly were your coworkers, uh, possibly who were your classmates. So if you say, listen, I don't work, that's okay. There's still a lot of other ways that you can pray each Wednesday. So we're just gonna we're gonna pray to magnify God on Monday. We're gonna pray for transformation. We're gonna thank God for the transformation we've already seen. We're gonna ask Him for more on Tuesdays, and on Wednesdays we're gonna turn and we're gonna focus on our place of work, on our school. And again, if you're at home, you can pray for the local school. You can pray for the local business that you frequent, the grocery store from which you get your groceries, the place you get your hair did, 
right? <laughs> right? You get that? You get your ears lowered, right? All that kind of stuff. Wherever it is, wherever you go, right? Pray for those places. Pray for those people and ask for the Lord to reveal himself to them, that they too might experience his transformation and his renewal. Once we have heard God's voice and we've rejoiced that we have God's ear and we've prayed for, again, this week for uh, God to be magnified for our transformation and for our workplace, our schools, uh, the businesses in our neighborhoods and our community, then we turn to our church family and we rejoice that we get to belong to a body of believers, right? Guys, we take this so for granted, Right? The Bible says that God doesn't call any of us to live a lone ranger Christian life, but he calls all of us into community. And we rejoice that we get to be a part of a local community of believers here in Green Level. And so each day as we seek to renew daily, we want to pray for those who are part of our church family. Now, we've talked about this uh, to some extent. You've heard me mention it on Sunday morning. It's been in some of the emails when we sort of talked about this Renew thing at the beginning of this year. But let me lay out two approaches that you can take, just as there are two approaches uh, to your time in God's Word. So there's going to be two approaches that you can take here in prayer for your brothers and sisters uh, in our local church family in Green Level. The first approach is the monthly approach, right? And so what we do in both approaches is we use last names as a guide for prayer, right? So on day one, right, we're going to pray for all the individuals and families whose last names begin with the letter A. So we're praying for all the A individuals and all the A families, those in our church family. And if you if you decide, hey, I want to extend that to some of my neighbors, awesome. You go ahead and do that. But make sure you are praying for those in our church family, right? This is what we're doing here is we're rejoicing that we get to belong uh, to a local body of believers, a local church family. And so here on this third pathway, we're going to spend some time each uh, each day just praying for them. So uh, again, both approaches utilize the alphabet. You, know, you use the uh, last names as a guide, but there are two approaches to do that. The first is the month approach. And so what you do is you say on the first day of the month, we're praying for all the A families. The second day of the month, we're praying for all the B families. So the advantage of this is you would pray for every person in our church family, uh, every family in our church family, 12 times in a calendar year. Now, obviously, it is also fairly easy to uh, remember which day you are praying. Because if it's the first day of the month, the first letter of the alphabet is A, I'm praying for the A families. If it's the second day of the month, I'm praying for the B families. So you can kind of keep track that way. That's a great wonderful approach. It also gives gives you some flexibility because built in the back part of the month, there's some extra days. So most months have, you know, five or six more days than the 26 letters of our alphabet. February is a little different. And so you just got kind of two days cushion. And obviously today's February 8th. So it's a little bit of a late jump on the month if you're just going to start now. But again, this is a good approach. The other approach is not the month approach, it's the weekday approach. And it's the one that I highlighted in the initial Renew emails that went out at the beginning of this year. And so rather than saying, hey, it's the first day of the month, I'm praying for all the A families, you kind of walk consistently each weekday. And actually, believe it or not, today, February 8th, would be the beginning of cycle 
2. So today we would pick back up with all of the A families. We've already circled through all of the alphabet and we would pick back up now. So if you're saying, well, hey, I missed the first part or I got lost when this kind of started and stopped, you would still pray for each family in our church family nine times. If you started today, there would still be time for you to pray for each individual and each family in our church nine times through the end of 2022. So again, both approaches are really great. Uh, one is a month approach, first day of the month, first letter of the alphabet. The other is just in the weekdays. And so it's a little bit off pattern. Again, today is the day in 2022 where we would enter into cycle two. We would pick back up with the A families. And so uh, that's a good approach as well. So whatever it is, you just get Breeze. Again, if you don't know what Breeze is, contact me, contact Angela. Uh, that is our online church directory. I get that and then start praying for the individuals and the families and our church family utilizing either the month approach or the weekday approach. And let me just encourage you, as you are praying for this, let me just encourage you to use Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 19 as a really, really helpful guide. And let me encourage you where it says you, where Paul there is praying for the church in Ephesus, and he says you, let me encourage you to put the names of the individuals uh, for whom you are praying that day in the place of you. And so it would look a little bit like this. Paul prays this for the Christians in Ephesus. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Today, as you are praying for your brothers and sisters, would you make this your prayer? Substitute their name, whether it be individual or family names, substitute their name in the place of you and pray this, especially this month as we celebrate Valentine's Day. Would you pray for your brothers and sisters that they would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge and be filled with all the fullness of God? All right, so we have heard God's voice. We have rejoiced that we have had God's ear. We have rejoiced that we get to belong to God's people. And next, we rejoice that we get to join in God's mission, right? So, so often we think, all right, God, this is what we're doing. Would you, would you come alongside and bless what we're doing? But friend, I just want to remind you today, we are joining God in redeeming for himself a people from every tribe, every tongue, every language, and every nation. And we rejoice in that. And so today, uh, because this video is already some, I know some of the segments have already been a little longer than planned. Uh, I just am going to encourage you to go to our church website to click on the announcement link that Angela puts up each week and to see some of the various ways that you can serve. Uh, we also have a lot of ministries going on and maybe you want to jump into a ministry. Uh, I want you to think about your neighborhood. I want you to think about your place of work. Again, tomorrow we're praying for our workplaces. We're praying for our schools. We're praying for our local businesses. Friend, today I want to remind you and I want to encourage you. God has put you where you are that you might be salt and light there. You might think, well, you don't know my place of work. You don't know my school. There aren't any other believers there. You are there. 
You are there. You are the salt and light that God has placed there. He's placed you in your neighborhood. He's placed you at your place of work. He's placed you in your school, right? And he has called and commissioned you, right? As that great quote that I love so much says, right? It's not so much that God has a mission for his church in the world, but that God has a church for his mission in the world, right? Missions does not exist for the church. The church exists for missions, God's mission, right? God is in the business of drawing and redeeming a people for himself, and we get to join and be a part of that. And so today, just spend some time rejoicing in that. It's not a question of if God will do it. It's a question of if we will be a part of it. So today, let's together pray that just as we have heard God's voice, we've had his ear, we get to belong to his body. Would you pray that we will all join him in what he is doing from our neighborhoods to the very ends of the earth. You thought we were done, didn't you? You thought we were done. Come on, guys. How long have you known me? You know I've got to have just one more thing. Well, today's one more thing is this book right here. It's a new book by Sam Storms. It's called A Dozen Things God Did With Your Sin and Three Things He'll Never Do. Let me encourage this book for each and every one of you. I'm going to get one copy. You know what? I'm going to get five copies and put them in our church library. I haven't read the whole thing, but what I have read of this book so far, it is that good. It is written, uh, I'm going to read an excerpt of it, but uh, it is written for anyone who struggles uh, with the shame, with the guilt, uh, with their conscience being ridden because of past sin. And you think God can never forgive me, but you don't know what I have done. There's no way God can forgive me. And so you begin to question your salvation. You begin to question God's love for you, question God's forgiveness. How can I ever know? You have no idea what I have done. If that's you, read this book. If you know someone who struggles with that, read this book and drink the cool, refreshing, nourishing water from God's word that reminds you of who God is and what he has done on your behalf. Listen to what Storms writes in the introduction. Let me dig a little deeper into the problem that this book is designed to address. All of us, at some time or another, to varying degrees, struggle with the fear and the apprehension that perhaps God has not dealt fully and finally with our sin. There is often this unshakable sense of condemnation that simply won't go away. It haunts us and taunts us and wants us to believe that there's simply no way God could look with love and approval on us. Let me tell you why you think this way. Let me tell you why you aren't living in the fullness of the joy and peace and satisfaction in your relationship with God that you so desperately desire. It comes down to one thing and one thing only. You and I have failed to believe what God himself says he has done with our sins. What consumes us is what we have done by sinning. What ought to consume us is grateful meditation on what God has done with our sinning. Yeah, right? This is good, good stuff. This is good gospel truth. Let me again encourage you. I'm going to pick up five copies. Who knows, at this point, maybe even ten copies and put them in our church library. This new book from Sam Storms. A dozen things God did with your sin and three things he'll never do. Get it, read it, and rejoice at the forgiveness that is yours in Christ. 
All right, that is it for today, Tuesday, February the 8th. I hope that all of you have a wonderful day and don't forget together, let's seek to renew in 22. Have an awesome day. God is good.